This week on Ultra 64, you want it and you got it. So come on, fatso, and bust a move. Welcome to Ultra 64. I've got a lot of uh, uh, bewildered faces looking at me right now. It will all come into focus later. My name is Steve Gunley. I am the bub to his bob, Woody Saskowski. <laughs> uh, we have two special guests joining us today, making a triumphant return from last week's uh, hockey uh, injury. She, she survived getting high-sticked to the face... I guess. I That's know. where you would get high stick. Is it where you get high stick? Well, if you okay. get high sticked in the leg, it wouldn't be that high of a stick. I mean, it's yeah, higher than it's the just, ground. I don't think it would even it's just a regular, regular size stick. Either way, Nicole Batiste is here. Hi, Nicole. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, and uh, first time guest. Uh, you know, every once in a while, we like to bring in people, you know, who don't have a lot of video game experience or who don't like video games very much or who don't like me very much. Uh, and in that spirit, please welcome Kim Turpin. Hello, Steve sucks. Yeah, see, she does not like me, and uh, I don't know why I continue to hang around with her, because she's very verbally abusive to me. So, we're, uh, we're talking about two games this, this week. We're talking about uh, Bust a Move 2 Arcade Edition and Bust a Move 99. Um, these are really cute little puzzle games that everyone has probably played, but you may not know them by that name, because they change names a lot, and it's very complicated and confusing. I actually had a hell of a time researching these games, because... They go by, like, 30 different titles and, like, different countries and different regions and everything. So it's kind of a clusterfuck. But we're going to dig through it the best we can. I think the good place to start when we're talking about these games is uh, Bubble Bobble. So let's talk about Bubble Bobble, if yep. people don't have a problem we, with it. No, we don't. We all have very strong opinions on <laughs> Bubble Bobble, I'm sure. I'm excited to hear them. All right, so this series, it's a puzzle game spinoff of the Bubble Bobble series, which was a popular arcade game released by Taito in 1986. That game stars the adorable twin dragons, Bub and Bob, and you work your way through 100 levels, uh, the descending levels, right? The, you, you're, like, working yeah, down through the Yeah, you start at the top, and yeah. each level you go down. And you, like, spit bubbles at things, and then you jump on the bubbles to pop them, and then the things inside the bubbles die. So you are ravenous killer monsters, but you're real adorable. So are you going to explain to us who Bub and Bob are, Steve? As best I can. I mean, they're, they're dragons. That's all I really know. They're, they're brothers. I thought they were brother. brother and sister. No, no. I, I looked it up before I came. They're both they're both dudes. Okay, you, you should you should dude. tell me a little bit more about it because I didn't look that closely at that. That was the first models. thing I looked up is who are Bub and Bob? And <laughs> do, apparently Do Bubble Bobble Dragons have dicks? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> dot com. Um There's some series of game called Rainbow Island where they have yeah. human equivalents that oh, they yeah, yeah, turn yeah. into. I, I played those, those are fun. Are they similar in gameplay? No, it's like you uh, Rainbow Islands you you're making bridges. You're trying to climb up through the clouds by making little rainbow bridges everywhere. Uh, and it's real cute, but it's it's not very similar. But are those characters supposed to be Bob and Bob? I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's a really okay. complicated mythologies going on here. The, the dra- It's like St. George and the Bubble Bobble Dragons. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I mean... The, Bubble Bubble is really cute. It's, uh, yeah, you play through 100 levels, and it's kind of a hybrid platformer, sort of puzzle game, sort of like just little bite-sized simple arcade yeah. arena clearing rooms. It, I, I think it's kind of a boring game. I don't like Bubble Bobble that much. I think I it's one of those games I get bored of before I lose. 
I mean, I don't mind. I find it very relaxing just because it's not terribly challenging uh, and it's it's just kind of cute and you just wander around popping bubbles. So, you know, you can just – I can usually play through the entire game in a sitting. It's not hard enough to trip me up on that. It's not a question of difficulty. It's a question of what our time is worth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clearly my time is not worth much. Um, but, yeah, either way. Uh, the, the NES port for uh, Bubble Bobble came out in 1988, and it was really popular. Uh, and it kind of joins the ranks of games like Power Blade or DuckTales that have very, very common first games and incredibly rare second games. So They came out very late in the system. Yeah, and I don't know, they just didn't market it properly or something. So Bubble Bobble 2, like on the NES, like a loose cartridge will run you about $500. Oh. That's out of the box. Wow. That's okay. ridiculous. So if anybody wants to send me one of those, I don't have an NES, but send me one either way. <laughs> So, uh, the series has been ported to pretty much every system known to man by this point. Uh, I don't really know if this is a franchise anybody would ever say, like, oh my god, this is my favorite series ever, or this is like a really classic arcade game or something like that, but it's it's totally enjoyable and worth playing at least once. Uh, but the series that we're talking about is Puzzle Bobble, alright? So Puzzle Bobble came out in 1994, and it used the same characters and the same bubble-popping mechanics of the original but it applied kind of a. I think it's a pretty innovative mechanic, like for a puzzle game, right? I mean, this. Well, this like is what mechanic? New. Matching of colors? Not or? matching of colors. <laughs> I'm talking about like banking shots off of stuff and using the physics of the little space that you have, you know? Okay, yeah. So the gimmick behind this game is you play a Bub and Bob at, mm. down at the bottom of the screen, and you have what? What are they? Can, there's like a little bubble shooter arrow. Yeah, little like, arrow. It's a little like a, cannon. It's a cannon. Dial. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a doomsday device. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're you're getting attacked by these descent bubbles of various colors mm. and you have to shoot up a matching bubble and uh, when you get three of a kind they all go away not the game for those who are colorblind no <laughs> not, definitely not, not the game so, for those no. that are colorblind it's, they put it's very discriminatory they put shapes like little shapes in some of the bubbles to help you differentiate them like the red ones have hearts oh do you wonder if that's why they did that Oh yeah, I wonder. that's that's if that's true. Good on you, Taito. No, that's pretty. That's pretty standard in these puzzle games is a shape and a color. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I still about don't it. think the shape is distinct enough that you would still have real trouble with color blindness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, what's the innovation here? Is it one of the earlier three color matching games, or is it? I think it is kind of a yeah. I think it's one of the earlier ones, but I think mostly just the uh, the ability to bank shots off and use the physics of the space inside. And uh, the precision required. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a unique aspect, right? Like, Tetra's is, you know, you're not going to accidentally, well, I mean, in theory, you're not <laughs> supposed to accidentally put the wrong Tetra's block somewhere. Right. You usually know where you're trying to put it. Yeah, Whereas yeah. this, aiming is a big mechanic. So it is. So it's like it's, sort of half skill, half It takes skill, puzzle. exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, I think, the thing that makes it stand out a little bit from the puzzle game brethren of, of which there are many but you know i think that's always been the fun for me it's kind of like a billiards level of uh, of skill that you need so puzzle bobble was also a big hit uh, in arcades and it was ported to just about every system imaginable there's probably a version on your phone you can download right now that's no there really is fun. i've played it there's it's a, fun oh great oh excellent so yeah i'm sure there's a version there uh so it's probably most closely associated at least for me with the neo geo because Anytime you go into an arcade, you're going to see the same couple of machines, but there's always going to be one Neo Geo machine with four different games on there, right? Like Busta Move, Metal Metal Slug, Slug. Art of Fighting, and... Some some other random one. It could be any of those. So, um, yeah, Puzzle Bob is almost always on there. Uh, This game has been cloned and ripped off 
Ad nauseum. Uh, so the most popular ripoff uh, of this game is called Snood, which I never play, but I know this was a big deal. It came out in 1996. Everyone got snood fever. They did. They did. <laughs> Everyone, they caught some snood boils. And uh, it's basically, it's the same exact game, except you're using like animal shapes instead of bubbles. And this was really popular as like an online puzzle game. And uh, according to some research I found, the early early 2000s, Snood was one of the most popular games on the internet. It had like two or three million players at any given time. Uh, and then it's th- that one was pretty shamelessly a ripoff, but I didn't find any information about a lawsuit between them and Taito or anything. So I guess they let that slide because they're a chill ass Japanese company. That's all like whatever, bro. Is that is that's, that how is that a stereotype of Japanese companies? That's that the stereotype of Taito. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they, they, they don't, don't pursue care. their copyrights. They're they're real calming. So it's like that, very friendly with their copyright Japanese company Nintendo. Exactly. They, they love they, it. They they they, they, sh- they spread it around. Do what you want with our art assets. We don't care. Absolutely. Nintendo porn. Make it. Go ahead. We don't care. <laughs> It's, yes. it, it, that's the minigame in Super Mario Maker. Super oh, Mario yeah. Porn Maker. <laughs> so. And slide. And slide. And slide. No. Okay. Find ways to use a shell. Never mind. I'm going to stop talking about that. Uh, all right. So when Puzzle Bobble starts getting ported to home systems, that's when it starts get getting confusing because the titles start changing. So the first ports in the U.S. were the title was changed to Bust a Move. So Super NES, Game Boy, 3DO, Game Gear versions, they were all called Wait, that. So was the first, was there a, in the arcade, is there a game called Puzzle Bobble in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they didn't change the name to Bust a Move until they ported it to a home console? Exactly, yeah, the home consoles are Bust a Move. And then sometimes you'll find arcade cabinets that do say Bust a Move, or it'll say Puzzle Bobble, or it'll say Super... Well, it started Sometimes being, it'll say both. Was all the later ones called Bust a Move at the yeah. arcades at this point? Okay. Yeah, I think after this, they, they were... Well, so you could see the screen, it'll say Puzzle Bobble, and then down below it'll say Bust a Move. So, like, they do both. So, Kim, imagine that you are responsible for marketing this game. I'm imagining. Okay. How many names would you go through before you settled on Bust a Move? You know, I think um, my philosophy is that you have to go through at least five names okay. before you settle on the, <laughs> on the one. Okay. Right? Is this how you're going to approach your baby? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to, like... Justin, Ryan, Stanley, yeah. Stuart, Steve. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to, like, blow your And then finally just name. settle on Amy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you realize it's a girl, you're like, oh, those first yeah. five. Maybe they were off of brand. Yeah. I, I guess my point is, I just think it's really... I don't know why this game is called Bust-A-Move. It's just such a random name to me. I feel like this was kind of a weird attempt to cash in on a popular song and a popular slang. I mean, I don't know if this is actually like actually a slang, but the the song is from 1989. It's by Young MC and that's what I was referencing okay. in the intro. And uh it's it, it was like a big hit. It won him a Grammy and it was like a top 40 like hit for a couple of weeks and everything. It's kind of his one hit, but Young MC is actually pretty great. So find that album. It's awesome. But I think they were trying to cash in on that a little bit even though it was 5 years later. And the game has nothing to do with that, if if you didn't know anything there's about this no game no, and you hear move, you think it's about dancing, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that was compounded by the fact that there was a, a DDR ripoff game out on PlayStation around the same time called Bust a Groove. I'm sure those which people was were so bitter that Bust a Move <laughs> got taken so by this game. Like, wait a minute, wait, wait. We can't use the word Bust a Move. What? What took it? Wait, what? The game with the dragons and the bubbles? 
What does that have to do with anything? I think we've stumbled upon it like a secret rivalry. Yeah. I bet there yeah. is. There was some people who just really didn't like the people who were making that game. Yeah. And that's like, why gonna, they chose this same name. They were just trying to like quick. fuck someone else over. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. <laughs> there seems to be like so many clear games that, or names that you could have. Like, it, you want. It let's like you let's want brainstorm some. What, what would you name? Okay. Three, like, two, one. What would you name it? Bubble Popper. There you go. Kim, what would you name this? Bubbles. <laughs> Even better. Bub- bubble. 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 It's bubbles and then frown emoji. Like color bubbles. Bubble. Color bubbles. Color bubble. Okay. Color bubbles. I like that. Are you taking color, color bubbles? Well, that bubble was Kim. Do you need a new one? Okay. I'm going to say Poppin' Fresh. Poppin' Fresh. Poppin' Fresh is the new name of this game. Poppin' Fresh. Uh, Col- color Splash Orb Death. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the winner, I think. All right. So... I'm going to ask you guys something, and Woody, if you know where I'm going with this, uh, okay, uh, don't jump in on it. Yet. But um, So if you were to imagine like what the cover art for this game would look like, like how would you market this? Like How, how would you say, like what, look, no, playing the game and knowing how it operates and everything like that, who would you say this game is for? So this game is very, co- it's very colorful. It mm-hmm. like, has bright Japanese colors and designs yeah. and fun, upbeat music. Kind of for kids, but like adults also like, or you know, games, those of us who have never played video games, yeah, like yeah. this is right about at my skill level, and I still lost several times. <laughs> I mean, everything's well, super cute in it. Let's let's say like box art, like what what would you put on the box to like kind of sell this game? The little green dragon, like popping a bubble or something. Great. Yeah, B- green of, dragon popping bubbles. bubbles. You yeah. lean into Bub and Bob. They're your they're You're, your money makers. Yeah. You you guys are way smarter than the marketing team behind this game. <laughs> All right, so this series is kind of notorious for having really really terrible box art. Uh, so the home versions they seem to be going to lengths to kind of distance themselves from the cutesy aesthetic. So the covers now made everything look like a futuristic space shooter. And there was no mention of, like, little adorable baby dragons or, or anything like that. They're just, like, spaceships with giant turrets. Now, the PlayStation and Saturn versions would lean into it even harder. So now, if you look at it, each of the bubbles has a screaming human face inside with their eyelids propped open with toothpicks. And there's a tagline on there that says, so addictive it ought to be illegal. <laughs> Now I see that, and I'm thinking I'm going to tweet out that image. By the way, if you if you guys want to see it later, but like I see that, and I'm just like, all right. So this game is about uh, a nightmarish Clive Barker esque hellscape <laughs> from which there is no hope and only despair. Uh, I play that game. I feel like I feel like there would be such cognitive dissonance if you bought this game with the screaming faces with their eyeballs propped open and then open it up and it's like adorable little green dragons shooting bubbles. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, th- I think I own the PlayStation version of this game and that was my reaction. I looked at the cover. I'm like, is this the game that yeah. I think it is? Did they? Because I've played Buster <laughs> a lot for Super Nintendo. I'm like, did they really change it for PlayStation? They did not. <laughs> uh, and uh, enough parents groups complained about that cover art that eventually those were pulled. The one for the N64 isn't quite as extreme, but it's still kind of a lot of muted colors and clockwork, and uh, and it's just focusing on the cannon and like some bubbles. It doesn't even show the cannon. No, not really. Like, it's just an arrow. It's an arrow. Like, yeah. Like, like Somehow they want you to think that there's no puzzle in this game. Like it's a, some sort of hardcore action game. I don't know. But, I don't know why they were hiding from their target demographic so much. Like yeah. let's make this as hard as possible for them to find. But whatever. Just give it a super vague name and a <laughs> cover art that doesn't exactly. match the aesthetic. Like 
even as a dancing game, the screaming faces wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, unless people are dancing differently than I am. I don't well, know. Steve, I don't see you seen your face, Steve. I've... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Let's actually talk about these games themselves. It's been like 15 minutes. We haven't mentioned the games at all. Uh, so, Bust Move 2 Arcade Edition is the full title of that game. It's released April 30th, 1998. Developed by Taito and Probe Entertainment and published by Acclaim. Uh, also released on the Saturn, on Windows, on PlayStation, on Game Boy, and everything. Arcades, obviously. So let's Wait, talk was about... was it released uh, on regular Game Boy? Or yeah. is it Game Boy Color? Regular Game Boy. Can you imagine trying to play Bust-A-Move on a black and white Game Boy screen? Right? It must just be, like, the shapes. Yeah, okay. like the, the, the stars and the squares and everything like that. Which Awful. you can barely see. Yeah, exactly. you can barely see. <laughs> a non-backlit Everything's black and white green. It probably did not do well on that. I can't imagine. Yeah, that's it's not the weird. best way to play it. It's weird when you start looking up old games and you realize how many games have random Game Boy ports that you had no idea. Like, there's Contra 3 Game Boy port. Yeah. And they're like, you can't imagine that these things function at all. On yeah, Game games Boy. that really Mortal, have no business. Mortal Kombat ports for the Game Boy oh. are just horrible. Because you get two buttons for, like, it's supposed to be a six-button game. And yeah, like, yeah. They can barely Wasn't run Wasn't, like, Vigilante 8 on there or something? Probably. Like, Vigilante 8 and, like, uh, Turok is on there. Oh, yeah. As, like, a third-person action-adventure thing. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about Taito. We've been tossing that name around a lot. Um, the last time we spoke about them was our very first episode, way back when, uh, when we were talking about Space Invaders, because they are the creator of Space Invaders. They also have a lot, lot of other uh, arcade hits, like Arkanoid and Rainbow Islands, which we've talked about. They've produced hundreds of games. Most of them were only ever released in Japan. And they also own a chain of popular arcades all throughout Japan, which uh, I visited when I was over there about 10 years ago. I spent a lot of time in there playing pachinko and... Uh, what's the game with, like, the drums? Taiko Drum Master. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you explain how pachinko works? Do you just no, put... I can't. <laughs> do you just put money in and a ball falls and yeah. random stuff happens? It's gambling of some kind. I didn't understand it. So wait, there, do you have any control or input on the machine? No, no, not really. I mean, maybe certain modes were... I mean, if I did have control, I didn't understand how to play. And so, depending on where the ball falls, do you, does it pay out some kind of, of tickets? Prize, or? Yeah, which you redeem for money. So it's it's gambling. It, Wait, you redeem tickets for money at yeah. those places? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so theoretically, it, you were in an arcade yeah. in Japan looking like a giant idiot. Oh, absolutely. This is my favorite. <laughs> so Everywhere I went in Japan those first couple days especially, I looked like a giant idiot. So here, you like can redeem... A million tickets for like a big foam sword. Right there, you like redeem some quantity of tickets, and they give you like fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah, you get money. Yeah, you win money. It's you it's, have to be a certain age to play. Yeah, them? yeah, you do. You have to be okay. eighteen, I think, to go in there to most of the pachinko parlors. But uh, but the the pachinko parlors and arcades are like one and the same. They're all mixed. They're together. at least they were the one I was at. They were next to each other at the very least. I, I don't know if they were meant to be connected, but like they flowed. They together. have like a bouncer for like if kids was hang bouncer. out in the arcade, and then if they tried to come over to the pachinko area, they're like. I didn't see a bouncer, so I don't okay. know. Maybe they were stealthily waiting for me to be too young. But that wasn't an issue they for me. They missed their window, unfortunately. But, yeah, so they have those arcades, and they're great. Uh, so the Taito, they've been around since the 70s. They're still going strong. Uh, they've changed hands multiple times. They're now owned completely by Square Enix and uh, haven't really been doing too much, but lots of stuff in Japan. Uh, Acclaim, of course, we talked about just last week. Uh, and Probe, we met previously on Extreme G. As a little refresher, they were a British company that acquired uh, was acquired by Acclaim in the late 90s. They mostly worked on licensed games of varying quality, and then they were shut down in 2000. So they basically bought them and closed them. 
So good for them. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Bust a Move too. So uh, this is a puzzle game. Well, so the it's end. Really confusingly <laughs> called Bust a Move Two Arcade Edition. Yeah. Even though it's for the Nintendo 64. It's the home edition. Yeah, it's the home edition. It's literally not. Yeah, uh, it makes no sense. And it's not like there were multiple versions of this. There's not an arcade version and a home version like on the Nintendo 64. Right. I, yeah. I'm going to offer a possible explanation because when I saw it said arcade edition and the way it played was extremely similar to the ones that are in the arcade. So I, I think they were kind of... And the next one, the second one we played was not quite as similar, so I think maybe they were just pointing out that, hey, this is like this is the just one a you port. play in the this arcade. This is just a direct port from the yeah. arcade. Yeah. 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 So, uh, there's two-player multiplayer in this one, which is, I think, the draw for most people well, when you're playing this game. There's uh, there's about three basic modes in these Puzzle Bobble or Bust-A-Move games. Yeah. There's um, The one-player mode is like a puzzle mode where you try to clear all of the colored blocks off the screen as yeah. fast as possible. As you shoot more blocks, they come lo- blocks. Blocks are square, right? Yellow, yellow Generally. round blocks. We yes. call these round blocks. Round blocks. <laughs> Good old round yeah. blocks. Bubbles. Just like the, the, the ancient pyramids were built yeah, of round, round blocks. blocks. It would be so much easier for them to roll, the slaves to roll them up. Absolutely. Oh. And then immediately they realize, oh shit, this is going to be drafty. <laughs> How are these going to stand on top of each other? Um, we did not think this design through. Pharaoh! Um, so you try to clear all of the uh, bubbles, spheres... As fast as possible, um, and if they fall down under your danger line, then you lose. That's the one player Highway mode. to the danger line. There's about 100 levels, probably. I'm just making that number up. but I think that's about right. And yeah. then there's a... I'm going to say yes. Then there's a one where you play against the computer in the two-player mode, mm-hmm. and it's just you against the computer. And the two-player mode is pretty standard as to most puzzle games, where if you're on your side of the screen and you knock more than three blocks, you knock a bunch of... God blocks again <laughs> if you if you you're burst multiple, i know you burst a lot of bubbles your remainder comes up and interferes with your opponent yes um so yeah that's the multiplayer mode in this. it's it's like uh it's like uh, nicole's point out like magical tetris challenge which we played before you know you you rack up some combos and then it fucks with your opponent and that's uh that's how you win that's how you get ahead in life <laughs> it's kind of like a juggling thing because as you give more bubbles to your opponent for them to uh, destroy, then they have more to give back to you. Absolutely. So, I mean, pretty basic. I mean, there's there's honestly not a whole lot to talk about, but I mean, I, I think the formula of this series is really fun. I think the, the bones of it are just super enjoyable, and uh, it is addictive. I mean, not so addictive. I want to put toothpicks in my eyes, but <laughs> I I really enjoy I my time I have yet to find it. the thing addictive enough to put toothpicks in my eyes. Exactly. I always want to put toothpicks oh, okay. in your eyes. I always want to put toothpicks in your butt, so shut up. Oh, my God. Thank you? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that got way sidetracked. All right. <laughs> So, um, the joystick in this is very sensitive, I feel like. So, we kind of switched to the D-pad after a while because that gives you a little more control over it. Nicole, you have opinions on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was the first one who started playing and I thought you had to use the joystick. And I was like, oh, this is a terrible game. But as soon as I got past, oh, you don't have to use it. It was great. It clicks, yeah. You can really also clicks. use the L and R buttons to just adjust um, a tiny bit to the right or And left. that's something yeah. I think really sets these versions apart, like from over the arcade versions or something like that. Having that little extra bit of precision is really nice, yeah. especially if you're trying to make... It, it saved my ass a couple times when I was trying to make tricky bank shots. 
So I don't know. I think that's a really great little feature. And it's a small thing, but it's one of those small things like when all of these ports are kind of identical, you know, you're, you're looking for just some little thing to set it apart. I feel like that's one of those things. Well, in that same spirit, but in a more negative sense, um, I didn't like the backgrounds in this game. Mm. Um, I mean, I thought they were nice and colorful and fun, but like sometimes they were so colorful it was hard to see. Like, there was a blue sky with white clouds, and then I had a white block and a blue block in front Spears. of it, and I couldn't see them. God damn it, <laughs> blocks. Everything in puzzle games is a block. It's just one of those rules. He's just obsessed with Tetris, I think. I think yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so it makes the colors kind of hard to see in yeah. some of the backgrounds. There also is an orange and yellow... Orb. Gorb. 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 <laughs> There's a yellow gorb. Um, and they look very similar color-wise, and that was frustrating. Yeah. But. Yeah, and there's, like, one has a moon in it and one has a star in it, so, like, if you need that, but still, that was Also, I really want to eat some Lucky Charms. Do you have Lucky Charms here? I don't have Lucky Charms, okay. but I kind of want some, that's, too, now, now that you mention that, it. That's the official cereal of Bust a Move. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it makes you blow bubbles full of marshmallows. I'm going to do that later. You just watch. What? You just watch. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Kim, the newbie, uh, right. how did you how did you enjoy your experience playing this game? Um, I actually really liked it because I don't play video games, but mm. so this is right about my skill level, and I think oh, it's way above your skill level. Shut up, Steve. God, you suck so much. But the uh, um, I felt like as a chance to like build my skills with um, hand eye coordination. I felt like this was a great beginner game. Yeah. Just to kind of get started at also kind of just learning ang- like figuring out angles and so I thought it was right about it was good for a, I think it's a good for a beginner absolutely it, it's got a really good quality of just being able to like explain the premise of the game yeah. in like 10 seconds it's a- I feel like anybody could just pick this up and just like it did it, it clicks pretty quickly I mean it's one button you know and uh, Nicole you thoughts all right so that I sentence mean, good <laughs> I love this game it's it's not Tetris is always my favorite one to play at the arcade, but this one, especially on the N64, was great. It was... I don't even know how to describe it. It was very addictive, I would say. I yeah. I kind of... I was the first one who played it, and then I, like, still wanted to keep playing, but and we had to move trick. on to the next that's, game. That's the trick. We talked about it last week. Like, I feel like that's the benchmark. It's like, do you want to keep playing? Do you, are, are we having trouble with our limited playtime walking away from it? And I think we were. Like... Yeah. Even so Nicole and I will be having some bubble dates. Later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Please do. Some games we play play for fifteen minutes, and we're like, "Have we, have we played this enough yet?" <laughs> oh, we, yeah. We're like, we need the toothpicks in our eyes I'm, now. I, I am curious, like, which I mean, this is kind of tangent, but I'm curious which games like we're actually gonna like want to go back to because I've I've actually gone back and played Quake too. I keep I've continued yeah. to play it. I really enjoy it. And Pokemon Snap, of course, I play a lot. Star Fox, I've played some more of, you know. But And I feel like this one I will, too. This is a nice one to have handy. This is a good party game. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, yeah. like, kind of casual well, thing. Well, let's, uh, let's use that to transition yeah. into the next one, which is Bust, Puzzle Bobble 3, but titled Bust-A-Move 99 Bust, for this. Bust-A-Move 99. All right, so this was released April 30th, 1999, exactly one year after the other one. Uh, again, developed by Taito, published by Acclaim, and again, released on everything. So, uh, and again, uh, we have a confusing title. Like you said, what, depending on where you are and what version you're buying, uh, it's going to be either Bust a Move 99, Bust a Move 3, or Puzzle Bobble 3. So, again, diluting your brand, Taito. Like, we don't know what game we're getting here. Or maybe people just 
end up buying multiple versions of it because they think it's a new one and then they're like yeah. oh no <laughs> it's exactly the same it's basically the same yeah because i think it is actually called bust a move 3 on playstation but on n64 oh, wow. it's bust move 99 that's really confusing. So it's really irritating. Uh, at least they're getting their marketing together a little bit. They're starting to realize that they've got these cute little dragons, and that's going to make people want to play your game. So they are front and center on the cover. I, I actually have the box for this game because it was one of those weird ones that's cheaper to buy complete in box with rather than loose. So I have a box for it, weirdly. Uh, so... Again, it, there, this one offers four-player support, which is the first uh, for the series, and this also introduces the rainbow bubbles, which are clear bubbles with a rainbow logo in them, and they adopt the color of the bubble closest to it. So if you pop four blue ones next to a rainbow, it's going to turn it blue. So new features in this game, um, is pretty much it controls exactly the same in yeah. the sense that the joystick still sucks. Mm. Uh, the pad is works fine. You have L and R to be more precise, and there's only one button. Uh, there's a bunch of characters in this game. The first one, was there any character selection in the first game? No. It's no, just player no. yeah, one is, is first Bob, player two that. is Bob. Wait, which one's green, which one's blue? I don't know. I think. Oh, wait, I do. Bob is green, Bob is blue. Okay, I was, uh, I'm counting on you for this. I, yeah. This was your thesis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot to mention in the last one, and now that we're talking about graphics... The graphics were really cute, and like the little characters were very cute, and yeah, I, I enjoyed them. Yeah, so, they're, they're adorable. Kind of, and I feel like yeah. the animation in uh, this one in Bust Move '99 was really sharp and really clean, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So this game has a bunch more characters, but they and they kind of match the aesthetic, but they're not. I guess I wanted them to be more of those cute dragons, right? Like I wanted there's really like, a one. whole dragon village full of characters like that. Yeah, but now the like, rest are like humans. Yeah, they're like human anime chibi style characters. Right. Well, you pointed out there's we, we there's some debate about whether or not this is actually Ryu from Street Fighter or if it's just a very very close knockoff. But he looks a lot like him, and he shoots fireballs. Well, and stuff I did like look that. it up. It is it is not Ryu, okay. but it is very clearly supposed to be it's Ryu. Clearly, and yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. It was unclear. They one of the random characters in this game is Sonic Blastman, who's a character in an obs- another obscure Taito game, which is a really good spot for you, like because I never would have gotten that. I <laughs> yeah, never would have um, that at all. But like, I didn't know if that meant that every character guessed that every other character in this game was from another Taito game. Yeah, and so I didn't know if that. Ryu knockoff was from an older Taito game or something. It doesn't really matter. Um, honestly, none of the other characters are as fun as Bob no, and Bob. No, they're not very distinctive. You, you still... Well, Kim, Kim has strong uh-oh, feelings uh-oh. about this. I just, I like that there are female characters. Representation matters, you guys. I know I this really is like did a really male-heavy Bob... show, but <laughs> there was like a cool witch character. Yeah, she was very cool. a crystal cool. ball, and also... She was pretty cool. Somehow, she managed to like, Nicole went up like 165,000 points or some shit like yeah I don't know how that happened I I honestly think it might have been the character because I couldn't figure out how she just yeah it seemed like a special feature of of her character yeah these characters have a weird gimmick where they'll like lay out a bunch of colored bubbles when you're selecting them in like some certain order and I'm not sure what those actually meant yeah I'm not either I think they're like a special power or something like that kind of a did you ever play a puzzle fighter which was the uh, the street fighter Fighter puzzle knockoff yeah it's great Um, they kind of are matching that where like your character selection kind of matters but it's always confusing to me yeah that was something I didn't really like about this game is I felt like it added more stuff that made it complicated but didn't make it more fun. I agree. There was situations where like more bubbles were disappearing or you would shoot a special block and then random stuff would start happening and I feel like the, the strength of these games is like how simple they are and like 
if you're in a situation where you're playing with someone like Kim and it's like, why did that happen? It's like, I don't know why that happened. I have no explanation for what this bubble is supposed to do. Yeah. Um, It it seemed overly complicated. I think when this game is sticking to basically being the last version it's great because it it's it plays exactly like like the arcade mode plays exactly like bust the move 2 uh you just have better graphics and nice little character sprites and everything like that otherwise it plays identically and it's great i think the problem is they tried to do too much and nicole has an opinion i do um <laughs> so we we tried the four player mode which we were all kind of excited Ooh, oh about man. and you know we were all ready and it was awful i was, was so, so mad so about tiny. this it was, it was so boring it it didn't really do anything i don't know why they didn't make it more complicated at least so like, to set the stage for the four player mode all right uh it's basically we're trying to cram all four of our little boxes onto one screen so it's all real tiny well the cramming of the four of the boxes on the little screen yeah, you would expect it to be kind of small, but yeah. it's even smaller than that. Only about half of the screen They're not is using used. It's all centered. It's not like each corner. It's like everything is centered and only in sort of wide screen. Mm-hmm. So each of your boxes probably takes up, what, an eighth of the screen? Yeah. And there's no music. There's no animation of the characters. And it is just drab. It feels like a slog. Yeah, we're like... Woody quit on purpose. Like, he just died on purpose. <laughs> I'm just and like, bubble, 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 bubble. I invented something new when I suddenly didn't lose. I sighed because I'm so <laughs> yeah. bored. The victory sigh. Yeah, it was a victory she sigh. She was not willing to give up and let Steve win. <laughs> no, because I was being also shit. wanted to lose to end the game sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, clarification, I did win. Yes, uh, thank oh, you. Oh, oh, geez. Okay, well, we need to have that on the record, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So I mean, there's another mode that I could not understand that was called Win Contest. And I don't know what I was supposed to be doing here. I, is it, I think it's like playing against the computer mode. But there's basically. also a play against the computer mode in the right. arcade thing. So I didn't understand yeah. what made this different uh, other than like when I lost, there was a big slide puzzle that I couldn't control. And I think maybe if you play long enough, you can unlock the picture. That's my guess. Well, you know what I think is like we were talking about how all the characters seem to have their own special qualities and special right. abilities. Well, it seemed like you were playing against each one of those characters so it was like the computer controlling each one of the characters and their abilities it's like the story mode where yeah, you're gonna so yeah. learn yeah so it seems like you're learning kind of it's a way to learn each of the characters the rich special. backstory of right. puzzle bobble <laughs> yeah oh i guess i should also say like if you wanted to play multiplayer just like two player if you go to the multiplayer mode you're still stuck on that big blank screen but now it's just two instead of four you could still go into arcade and go to player versus player mode, and it's fine. Yeah, the layout of this game is really bad. All those other features seem like they're kind of thrown in next to the arcade mode. But you tried to do, like, a puzzle design mode, which could be okay in theory, where you, like, place the bubbles and then you play yeah. the level. But, like, it's really unclear when... You well, you didn't even get it to work. Like, no, it's could... very unintuitive. And, like, I feel like the interface in this is just weirdly overcomplicated. Like, you can't just press pause to go to this, like, pause menu. You have to press start and then press Z and then, then access all your menus that way. Like, it's just weirdly overcomplicated and They everything. basically ported the last game, made some improvements, and then added a bunch of features that weren't fully thought out right. and, like, don't yeah. fit in naturally. No, no, no. No, definitely not. Um, you guys have anything else to say about Bust Move 99? 
I just want to reinforce that the four-player mode in this game is unplayable. It's really Because terrible. that seems like an exciting feature of this game. That would be the it, thing that sets it apart, yeah. We, it, we, it, played a, we played the four-player Tetris game, right? Yeah, and new, that also is very sucked. similar. In new Tetris, so yeah. So we have not yet found a good four-player puzzle game. No, no, no that's okay. still our, uh, that's that's still out there. It's just so, but, I don't know, I just don't understand how they didn't think, that, is the system not powerful enough to process four color-matching screens at the same time? I have no idea. Is that harder than Mario Kart or Goldeneye? It feels like they they slapped it on. It just feels lazy yeah. and kind of underdeveloped. There there must be it must be difficult to make it the way we want it to be because why else would there be more games? Yeah, but that's how they do they it in this. every other every other four player game. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, so the Bust Move series continues on to this day. There are uh, 15 main series games in the whole series, not including the weird visual novels or spin-offs or clones. <laughs> the, da- or, the dating sims. There are dating it's it's I couldn't find out exactly what these are, but they're listed as part of the Puzzle Bobble universe and they're visual novels only released in Japan. Very weird. Um, the Super Busta Move on the PS2 continued the franchise legacy of ghastly cover art. Uh, it's just a cover. It's a baby's face wearing sunglasses where you could see the game being played in the reflection of the sunglasses. And he's just blowing a big pink bubble. And then the, the font looks like it's been hand-drawn on there. It just says Super Busta Move 3000. It's real stupid. And it's, again, <laughs> you look at it, it's like, I don't want to play this game. It looks unpleasant. Uh, but yeah, really fun. <laughs> the most recent version was uh, Bust Move Universe for the 3DS that came out in 2011. But as we said, there's multiple versions you can find on your phone, probably for free. So go check them out. They're pretty great. Uh, you guys want to move on to our rankings? Yes. All right. Nicole is ready. I think Nicole wants to start off on our rankings here. So uh, each week we rank the games that we are playing. And uh, Nicole, currently your top game is Mario Party and your bottom game is Super Bowling. Where are these going? Okay, I know we're all very excited for this. Mm-hmm. Rumble, 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 drum, 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 Title drum, drum master, drum, title drum, drum master. Bust <laughs> move two is my new number three. <gasps> new number three? Wow, yes, I thought that it, was going to go higher. Um, it is right below Tetrisphere, because I think that was a better game, and a Tetris one has to stay higher. I still don't get your affinity um, for that game. But, but it, it was just really playable and fun and... I didn't need the extra stuff that the other one added. It just wasn't necessary yeah. and didn't really... And the graphics, even though they're a little bit worse, they didn't bother me. I could see what was happening. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put Bust Move 99 at number 7. Okay. Which does put it above Milo's Astro Bowling or whatever it's called. Milo's Astro Lanes, yes, yes. yes. Astro Lanes. Your weird so bugaboo of a game. It, it's above that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that Nicole nailed it again, like she did with the hockey games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting uh, Bust a Move two. I liked more uh, the second one, Bust a Move three or ninety nine or whatever it's called. Had extra features that were just kind of annoying. Yeah, um, and Bust a Move two was just simpler and had more of what you wanted. Um, so I'm putting that at number sixteen, which is right above Pokemon Snap. I think. Wow, your Pokemon Snap is shockingly low. Uh, yeah. Oh man, no, that hurts me a little bit. I'm that's, sorry about that. That's in my top five. It's it's there's just not a lot of game there, Steve. <sighs> which is matter. probably true of this game too, except this one is at least two player. Okay, fair. Um, fair. And then I mean, you know, Bust Move '99 is still uh, 
it still has the same basic game in here, so I can't be that critical of it. It still has the stuff I liked from 2, just those weird features kind of bog it down. So I'm putting it at number 18, which is uh, right under Gauntlet Legends. Okay, very cool. I'm, I'm coming down around the same as uh, you guys. Bust Move 2, way better. That's my new number 13, so uh, right above Extreme G. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It's simple, it's intuitive. I think you can get a great kick out of it, and the fact that you can adjust it like very precisely with the L and R buttons really sets it aside for me. And you can play me. it with anyone. A, a multiplayer game that you can play with anyone is always a good find. Oh, it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Bust Move 99 is taking a big hit compared to that. It's going to go down to number 25 below Ridge Racer 64. Uh, I feel like the bungling of the four-player multiplayer is just a big, big problem for me. Uh, I can't really get past it. And it's just way overcomplicated and too many cooks. Too many cooks in that there kitchen. It's a little annoying sometimes, which is really bad for a game for me. So speaking of being able to play it with anyone, mm. what do you think of this game, Kim? Rude, first of all. Rude. First of all, rude. <laughs> Second of all, I really liked both both games. I think um, I agree with you guys that the first one was a significantly better game. Yeah. Um, the four-player was impossible to see anything. I couldn't figure out what was going on, and it was really so boring. I'm kind of glad that I lost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose, I felt like right? I really yeah, wanted yeah, that that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I don't have a ranking system like you guys, so I'm going to give this like a three out of five Steve heads. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the two more Steve heads than you have, Steve. It's true. You're only <laughs> one out of five Steve I rank head. very low. Yeah. I feel like having more Steve I mean, heads is worse, Steve though. Steve ranks right? pretty I mean, low gotta, on most, most rankings. How many Steve heads does Steve get? Zero. What? Yeah. I don't even have Steve one of my own head. He does not. Bullshit. <laughs> the brutal ranking Bullshit. What about the dog? Oh, Quantum. Oh, he gets like ten out of five. Ten out, out of five. What is this system? This makes no sense to me in any capacity. Ariana gets like the cat gets like six or seven. I'd say like. Yeah. yeah the, the podcast listeners are really interested to know what oh. Kim's thoughts right. are on Steve's pets. Well, if we want to hear what the listeners are actually interested in, I have a letter here yeah, that let's I'm going to move read. us along. Steve. Let's read a letter instead of have, dear Steve. <laughs> can you please bring Kim on to talk about your pets? <laughs> that would be a great episode. How many Steve heads would Kim give your pets? Who gives a shit? Send me photos of your pets and I will rank them with Steve it's heads. On Steve heads. <laughs> Seriously, if you guys go to my, at Ultra Sixty Four Podcast and do that, I will pass these along to Kim, and she will rank them based on Steve heads. So, all right, here is our letter, dear Ultra Sixty Four. During your Mega Man sixty four podcast, you mentioned how Mega Man would be part of the Mount Rushmore video games. Maybe if Mount Rushmore had like ten faces, <laughs> which begs the question: If there was a four head video game Mount Rushmore. What would you be the four heads? Sonic and Mario seem like shoe-ins, but numbers three and four are less clear. Pac-Man, Master Chief, the eye block from Tetris. I heard about your podcast from the Flophouse and enjoy it greatly. Keep on playing these terrible games. Dave, last name withheld. He's adopting the Flophouse style of letter addressing, which I love. Thank you, Dave. Uh, so that's an interesting question. That's so a great question. Is Sonic and Mario, would you think well, they Ma- are? Mario is there. Mario is there. the George Washington. Mario's in the, the first uh, slot. I do think Sonic it has to be on there, right? I just feel like Sonic is... I guess I he's, just have never understood the fascination with Sonic. I as a Pikachu thing. needs to be on there. Yes. Oh, Pikachu's Agreed. a good one. Okay. Uh, yep, you're right, Nicole. All do right, I, I'll, I'll, I'm happy with Mario I might, and Pikachu. I might bump Sonic. I might bump I do Sonic. recognize yeah. all three of those names. Oh, good. Yay. So that's something. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think... Does Link get on there? No. Is it too... Uh, 
right, so like, what are we up to? We're up to Mario, well, Pikachu. That puts us at four. Leaf. I thought that Master Chief was a good suggestion, but I feel like the Halo ship I, has sailed a tiny bit. I, w- I want to put a, a lady in here, so I want to say Laura Croft is okay. on that. I, I feel like that's okay. fair. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. No, yeah. We have to have a female... Isn't it Laura? Laura, fine, God. <laughs> or or Miss Mormon. Miss Pac-Man. That would also be a Miss Pac-Man. Valid. But I think I want some boobs. So um, like have you seen Mount Rushmore, no. Steve? There's no chest area. It's just the head. So unless you replaced her head, this is with a new Mount boobs, Rushmore. But I mean, like, I want to see Teddy Roosevelt's general, boobs. Just, I, I want to expand on the mountain to have Teddy Roosevelt's boobs. Uh, can we get on that? I mean, government? I, would, I mean, you're probably right that Teddy Roosevelt probably has the nicest boobs of anyone on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, it would have to. It would it's have to. The anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Okay, I don't so... think we are. I think this is very much on point. <laughs> I think this was the subtext that he was hoping we would get into on the letter. So uh, ranking I... presidential boobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like for me this would be uh, Mario, Pikachu, Link, Lara Croft. Okay, I feel like that's so you, it. You bumped that's Sonic. Mine. I bumped yeah, Sonic. I, I did bump Sonic. He's diluted his brand a lot. Yeah. Okay. I'll, 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 uh, I'll second that are one. We, are we codifying I, this? Are we saying this is the Mount Rushmore? Um, sure, until For I think now. of something yeah. better later. Think I mean, of something it, better. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're not going to go out and make it tomorrow. The the dot from Pong? The dot would not be... Not one of the paddles? You no, could just dot. put the eye, and then it could be the Tetra's eye or the Pong paddle. Okay, no. okay. <laughs> no, Nicole is anti this <laughs> she idea. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. Doesn't have the just character. straight lines and vector no. graphics. Well, thank you very much for the letter. We appreciate that. You can send all letters to uh, ultra64podcast at gmail.com. We love getting them. Makes our damn day, everybody. So keep doing that. Um, So I would like to thank our special guests for being here today. Nicole, awesome to have you as always. Thank you for living in my house with me where we live. And uh, Kim, god damn it, you're here. That's fun. Thanks, fuckface. That's, That's charming. That's great. I feel like there's a lot of listeners out there who really don't get our dynamic and are really no, upset with how we talk to each other. <laughs> we do love each other. Steve called me one of his best friends recently, and it I was warmed really my heart. drunk. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was that was rough. And Woody, thank you for being here as well as always. I don't count as, as a guest always. anymore, do but I? You don't. I hope that I'm not a guest on Steve's podcast. You don't. But you're 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 always a welcome co-host. Okay, I guess. good. That would I'm be a very strange tone that the. If the show took, you're like, oh, Woody's here again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I only like, invited him to the first up? one. He just <laughs> keeps showing up. Shit. It's <laughs> supposed your to... windows open. Yeah. The Steve show with lots of different guests. <laughs> Woody all the time. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week. We've got a fun one to talk about. We're going to be playing Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Ooh. The only time we're going to have a chance to talk about Batman on this podcast. So I am very excited, well, even if off, it is beyond. I doubt that's true. I'm sure we've already talked about Batman many times. Well, the we only time about we can presidential boobs it. this broadcast, so we don't need a I know, which leaves us like nothing about. to talk about when we get to Chester A. Arthur's bra measurer. 64. I'm just going to have to throw my vote for Taft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, he might. Well, he speaking might. of boobs, thanks for listening to our bubble theme yes! podcast. And we will see you <laughs> next <laughs> week. Bubble, yeah. butt, bubble, butt, bubble, 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 bubble. That's a song, right? I don't yeah. know. That was in the Emoji movie, which is bad. Anyway. Start with a song, end with a song. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Parallel structure. It's the heart of all good storytelling. 
I still haven't stopped this yet. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Boston. Try to do what those ladies tell us Get shot down cause you're overzealous Play hard to get females, get jealous Okay smarty, go to a party Girls are scantily clad, it's showing body A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her But you stand another wall like you was Poindexter Next day's function, high class luncheon Food is served and you're stone cold munching Music comes strong, people start to dance But then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants A girl starts walking, guys start gawking Sits down next to you and starts talking Says she wanna dance cause she likes to groove So come on fatso and just bust Someone could cure your lonely condition.